Good afternoon, everyone. You're welcome once again to the Sports Channel Show here on Scarab Bay Community Radio in association with Dale Credit Union on 88.3 and 92.7 FM. And on today's show, I'm joined as always by co-presenter Pat McNamara. And on today's show, we're going to be talking Camogie, uh, Hurling, uh, Broadford Hurling Tournament. And we're going to be joined on the line by the PRO of the Clare Camogie Board, uh, Breed McNamara. We'll be joined by uh, Broadford men and well-known East Termen, uh, Tony O'Brien. And we're also going to be joined by well-known journalist Seamus Hayes. And now we're joined on the line by a person well-known to all in Camogie, not only in Clare, but all over the country. Uh, a person very good to us here on Scarif Bay Community Radio. It's the Clare Camogie PRO. It's uh, Breed McNamara. Breed, you're welcome once again to Scarif Bay Community Radio. Thank you very much, Leo. Breed, I suppose, first of all, you know, Claire Camogie, as we said, is in a very positive place at the moment. And none other than, than last weekend, a great draw away uh, to Tipperary could very well have taken the, the spoils in the first round of the Senior Championship. And then the juniors come and back it up with a comprehensive victory against Mayo on Sunday in Cusick Park. Yeah, another great weekend. And uh, we've had a few of them now. I think we're spoiling the Camogie lovers in the county with. Uh, our Camogie players antics on the pitch over since the 4th of May um, it's been superb so it has um, the way they, they both teams have gone out and represented the county um, they've left their heart and soul on the field in every venue um, you know it it just shows what it means to them girls to be playing for Clare and I think it's there's you know it was a draw uh, Saturday evening below on the rag. I think that was a result. That was their the third time playing uh, in three weeks. If I'm factoring that there was a court match uh, in between it there as well for the for the Clare girls. But I think they were so cagey the way they played against each other. And I think that was reflective in the score. But then when you look at the other game, um, apart from Cork and all group, it was much of a muchness, Waterford, Wexford, um, you know, Dublin, uh, and it was Wexford and Cork, sorry. And, um, Dublin and Waterford. And Dublin and Waterford, yeah. Um, but it was much of a muchness. Um, all the scores won 10, 12 points, 10 points apiece, won 9, you know, much of a muchness um, in terms of uh, the rest of the group. But yeah, I think we could all see it that they knew each other extremely well Saturday evening, and um, and you could see it in the style of play. I thought defences, and I I credit Chip Terry or Tipperary here as well. Um, Tipperary had their homework done on us, like since the Gaelic grounds. They obviously had watched uh, the Munster final uh, because they they really they got to grips with our forwards, and you know. I think Anya Lachlan had the best opportunity of a goal in the, in, in the first half. But uh, in credit to Anya Slattery, a superb save. But um, I think I think our girls were tired on Saturday. And when you factor in, like, that that was four games in three weeks. Um, and I know that they are tired, haven't been a training with them last night and that. But, you know, they're lifted now again for, for this evening's game, so they will. Um, definitely. And then Sunday... Um, the juniors on the back of their their monster win um, to go out and have a superb superb game in Jersey Park and you know the crowd coming in crowd were coming in early for the the Clare Waterford match and 
in terms of where the juniors want to go and where they want their season to go. Uh, that crowd and playing in Friday Tuesday Park, you know, that we send to them as the championship progresses. There's no doubt about that, Breed. And going back, to, as you said, um, to the, the senior girls, first of all, and I suppose even it probably transpired for a lot of the juniors as well it may be in the early stages of the game they looked they looked tired and looked leggy and most understandable for the for the journey they've gone through in the last month yeah. but they, they in fairness to them um, sorry now to go across it earlier like if you like the first to me is when the seniors started their Munster Championship we're only four weeks ago and this evening is game five in four weeks it's a tough schedule doesn't it it's a, it's, it's a tough yeah <coughs> It is a tough, it's a tough ask. The bodies are sore, the bodies are tired. Um, Sunday morning, so they play after the rag on Saturday evening. Those girls are above and behind each Sunday morning. Not at the request of the management. The girls know themselves that their bodies need recovery. They're above and behind Sunday morning, so they were um, doing a recovery session themselves. And, you know, I think that we show to your listeners how seriously these girls are taking it. That in fact, like, I can assure you now, if I had the opportunity on a Sunday morning after a, a long weekend and a, an away match and it being the fourth weekend on the trot, I'd be... Didn't Clohane beat you be going to anyway? <laughs> I could still be found in the scratcher at 11 o'clock instead of uh, taking a cold dip above in Clohane. But you know, I think that just shows to all of us what the big girls, they will do everything in their power to be ready for the next match. And it is a tough ask the championship this year, like um, coming straight on the back of the Munster uh, championship. And you had the drawn game as well, and then you had that. Extra time. And I will use the word to keep it like it. Epic Munster final is the only word you could describe it. Epic. There's no doubt the about that. We sore, but the girls know what to do. Yeah, we concur with that because there's one of the best. There's no doubt we're unanimous in that. There's one of the best games and best entertainment we got in many, many, many a, a fine day. Breed, however, now it's back into the Lions Den again and back down yeah. to Parky Arena again. And what a yeah. tough draw to start off with Championship Tipperary away and Cork away. But that point last Saturday even could be the most vital point that was that was ever got yeah. in the Championship. But you're going down to the Lions Den against Cork. You know, they got a fair rude awakening uh, two weeks ago in the, in that Munster yeah. final. You know, they were lucky lucky to get away with it, to be quite honest about it. It's a big ask for Clare, given how the bodies are tired and that, and also having to, you know, partake a journey before they even take on the, the Rebelettes again. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's a big ask to go down again. And, you know, that's the look of the draw. You know, a few people have been sent to me there during the week um, to Cartnackle out of the county to play their matches. They do go out of the county to play their matches. It's the look of the draw. And Leo and Pat, I know you'll agree with me on this one. Um, we, as an association, we need to be playing our championship inside in the big, big stadiums. And, you know, our girls now have played Thurless, Gaelic Grounds, Parky Rain, The Rag, back to Parky Rain, and all. Yeah, it's, 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 That's it's, where you want yeah, there's no, there's no doubt, there's no doubt, and you know, the bigger the occasion, it seems the better they're playing. To be quite fair, so you know, they're really putting the, the, nail the, on the head. you know, they're yeah, they're really the, the bigger the occasion. The, 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 I don't know, they they seem to go in a song there when there's a crowd with them, and and the crowd is right behind them. So, like we know, the East Clare are great supporters of Camogie. We've seen that uh, the way they trucked up and down the country supporting Scarif O'Gunnell in their their Munster 
senior club win the semi-final, their win in the final, um, in their All-Ireland semi-final. So we know that that crowd will be down there in the past win and that's where the uh, bells and whistles going and uh, cheering on those girls. But like, I do expect a very tough game. But it's going to be tough for Cork as well because bear in mind um, the dual players they're out as well on Saturday. The Corks are playing Kerry in Killarney at 12.15. So there's a number of dual players there and probably the Cork management aren't happy about it. But, you know, this is the way it's happened. If you move fixtures and if you change the schedule, then you're going to end up with these inevitable clashes. And so there's going to be a few <coughs> Cork girls who will probably be tired as well at the the evening. But, you know, I've no doubt that both teams are going to serve up another cracker. Yeah, I agree. Sorry, Sorry. Sorry, but I couldn't agree with you more on the fact that it's brilliant for the girls to get into the proper stadia where there are decent crowds and even the day in Park you're in a, a fine crowd clear crowd travelled down for that one because I we saw we've all probably seen games played in smaller pitches in recent years but the attendance was disappointingly small and I think that's probably part of the reason why those girls are willing to get up of a Sunday morning they're exhausted and go off for, for a, a cold a kind of recovery in the, in the water uh, because now they know uh, they're their efforts are being rewarded by being seen by hundreds or maybe thousands of people and I think that's a real boost that that's that's what's got them going or partly got them going to you know represent the yeah, jersey as best they can and I think they really appreciate this fact that they are getting com- uh, coverage and, and publicity yeah yeah they do appreciate it and like I know they'd they'd all deny it if I went into them when they meet me but I know that they do enjoy listening back to the matches as well on their podcasts and uh on the phones and that and they're playing to you all in Stars Bay Community Radio the match is up within a short while it's fine if we can go and they listen back to it and I know the management listen back to it as well and even though they're doing their own analysis the management um, you might pick up you might say something Lee or you might say something Pat in your commentary and then they're watching for that when they're actually doing their analysis and they're going oh be the hokey yeah there we go like I hope, no, I hope no. I don't say the wrong thing ever in event fairness. <laughs> I wouldn't like to listen down. Neither of the two of you could ever say the wrong thing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Fair play to you. You're, you're being no, nice to us know, today. The girls do, they do appreciate the coverage so they do. And like, we we ran a campaign there just before the start of the championship where we, we did profiles on all the players across both panels. And because they're training together, they're doing the recovery together. I think you might have seen it last that's what they led below in the rag. The juniors were there helping with the, the warm-up at That's the right. start, poking the balls back in from the drills. When you were inside in the park on Sunday, it was a similar scenario. Yeah. The seniors were there to help with the juniors. So there's great correlation between the two panels. And they're both helping each other in that sense. And even just watching Nevo D, like we have the wonderful Abby Walsh on the juniors. And Abby is a... She's quiet, she's reserved. But to see the way Nevo D, who's the joint captain of the seniors, encouraging her out of her shell and making her feel part of the whole setup, because it is a huge step up to go from minor into the adult panel. I have been beating that drum for a number of years. And do you know what? It's, it's so good to see the Neve Odies and the Chloe Morris and the, the Claire Hehers taking these girls under their wing for a better way of putting it. There's a few other minors that have made the step up. Uh, Isha O'Donnell is there with, uh, with them. Yeah. Ashton Cooney, Anderson, you know, all girls who have a future 
in player camogie. Uh, on the junior panel, they'll progress to the senior panel, those girls, because they have the talent. And it's by having those girls and by them becoming comfortable and becoming embedded in the panel, shall we say. And hats off to the senior girls that they are taken. And when I say senior now, lads, I'm talking about the more established players, shall yeah. we say, on the panel, because yeah. some of those seniors are very young when you look at, at them. But to see them taking them under their wing and, I suppose, showing them the ropes, Probably the way I put it. Yeah, you um, don't, and and breed. It's very encouraging, such as. Yeah, and free breed. That's very important, you know, because to, everyone feels wanted. They're all part of it. You know what I mean, and that's quite obvious from the play. And what goes off on yeah. off the field, you know, in terms of preparation, comes out in the performances. And yeah. look, at, it, no one can argue. It is just a united camp, and the spirit is shown. And another clear team on any other day last Saturday wouldn't have um, wouldn't have pulled out that throw last Saturday. Would probably have gone the other way. So look at it's small matter and then look at kudos to everyone in fairness yeah once we get over Saturday evening that's for the seniors that's our last away trip we then have Wexford <coughs> at home the weekend after the June bank holiday weekend we have a weekend off then I'll tell you here now I can't wait for that weekend <laughs> and then we have Dublin at home we have another weekend off I won't know myself oh. Elon will be well cut in. and then we finish up with Watford at home and Watford, I suppose, have been our bogey team over the last few years. Um, Waterford saw the Munster final, um, and they've already, and I know talk is cheap, and you shouldn't be listening to that kind of talk. But, you know, it is, it, we're no longer the team that other counties can say there's a guaranteed two points for us. That's no longer the case. We went toe-to-toe with Cork and there was a poke of a ball in it at the end of a hundred minutes. And I don't think anybody will be taking us for granted. I think people, teams, there might be an element of fear coming to meet us, especially when it's in our own home patch. Yeah, and there's no doubt there'll be... And, a, you know, that, we that, always say that a home game is worth an extra pint or two because you have the support, you have <coughs> the 16th woman on the pitch in all the home support. Yeah, and indeed, we, you know, you'd encourage more people, you know, and of course, once the team starts to do well, you'll always get more out, and there is more people going to games. No, and, you have it. And, and, exactly. and success breeds success. It, exactly. And of course, we have the, the small matter of the game later on this evening, and as you said, the fear factor, there's no doubt. Uh, Cork, they don't normally fear Clare, uh, you know, this time they're going to be, you know, with, with Davy on the line again, they're going to be well, well ready for this one. But look at Clare will relish the challenge going down as well. You know, where they're yeah, uh, uh, yeah Clare, we, we are looking forward to it. Um, I know it is, it is a bit of a journey down, but listen, who cares? Cole Park is a long journey away as well. We wouldn't mind if we were going there either. And I'll have a bit of an update for you later on this evening as well, uh, Leo and Pat. When we when we arrive in Parkyrin, I'll be able to give you an update on how both Corrifin. And Rowan got on in the regional field today. Uh, Rowan are up in Moneygall. And uh, Corrifin, brilliant. Lovely, good stuff. Yeah, we look forward to that. Look forward that's, to that. Absolutely. And, and Breed, you know, I know the, the, the before we let you go, I know that the management have said Crow Park is in the horizon. Do you know what? That that in seven, or that the road to Dublin seems, you know, Coming into view, there's no doubt that the towers of, of Crow Park are, are beginning to get in, into the sight of people. And look, at, hopefully yeah. it's going to be a prosperous summer, and I've no doubt it will. Breed McNamara, as I always. Know if you know the song, Leo, I'll go on. Finish on this. Um, 
don't stop believing. That's for sure. That's and the one thing I would say to those girls, don't stop believing, because if you believe in your own capabilities and in the capabilities of the girl that's on either side of you and in front of you and behind you, apart from Darren Murphy, there's no one behind her. But if you believe in the capabilities of all those, then you will achieve your dreams. There's no doubt, and also, as you mentioned, Darren Murphy, you know, we have spoken about her, nominated for Player of the Month, and we, we already have her, um, as our all-star goalie pet for, oh, for this year, we don't see anyone at, at, at the torture at the moment, I know there's a long way to go yet, but that lady is already, going, is, go, a, is already going to get better and better. Yeah, she's had a superb year so far, and uh, I know, um, like, below in the rag last half of the evening, um, she wasn't really tested in the goals, but we have seen it in previous games. Um, you know, and she she has developed so much. It's absolutely brilliant. You know, even at training, herself and Lauren, they're off with Brendan Foley. Don't mention him. Don't mention him. He'll, he'll get too big headed <laughs> Don't mention him. I know, no. They're off in the corner and they're doing their drills. And, you know, they're both encouraging each other. And that is just great to see. And she has, she's deservedly a nominee for the, the player of the month. And I sincerely hope that people around the country, uh, the players in the other counties, that they'll get behind her and vote for her because yeah, it's rare that we see a goalie being nominated for the player of the month. There's no doubt about another, that. Another very positive for Claire. Yeah, indeed. And Breed, as always, look at the time is caught up. Now. Thanks very much for taking the time to talk to us here on Scarif Bay Community Radio once more. Good to hear your voice again. And we look forward to seeing you later on this evening for a titanic battle in Park Green. Breed McNamara, Gordon Mahogut. You're bringing the sandwiches, aren't you, Leo? Oh no! I I I, I talk. Are you bringing us for the dinner then afterwards? Good moment, good moment. We're only miles Breed as always. Thanks a million. We'll talk to you later. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. And once again, thanks to Breed McNamara for taking the time to talk to us. And now we're joined by another member of the Scarif Bay Community Radio team, a man who's gone missing for a while, but he's, he's back ba- He's back, back with us today, um, man well known to all in East Clare and beyond. It's uh, local man, uh, Tony O'Brien. And Tony is in here to talk to us here today uh, on behalf of his family and also of Bradford Hurling Club, who are running a 11-a-side uh, tournament coming up on the weekend, uh, next weekend, at the weekend after the bank holiday. And Tony, you're very welcome once again. Thanks, Leo. Thank you very much. Tony, you might tell us a bit more about the tournament and, and the background to the tournament. Um, Leo, um, it is a 12-team tournament. Um, there's Broadford have two teams, and the Mills have two, and Ahan have two in it, and then you've joined by Killaloo, Clanlara, um, Ahan, why oh, yeah, I said them, sorry, Ahan, um, Whitegate, and Scarif. And but I, Leo. Really, Leo, it is to do kind of. We lost Jamie and Nile during the year, my two nephews, and they were both heavily involved in hurling. Um, Jam- Niles was tragic, and Jamie's was a month later, so it's kind of a way of. Every club was very good, Leo, and it was a big help to both sets of parents of my nephews, and this kind of appreciation of all that. And what the club done for us as a family was just. Unbelievable! Like I couldn't even talk it through here today. They just were unbelievable. The organisation of the funerals, all that, gather on us, <coughs> meals, all the pe- pe- all the families that helped out. It was just we wanted to try and give something back as a family as well as a big family was in it, and we're p- presenting a scoreboard um, to the club on behalf of the family uh, the same weekend, um, and it's just 
good tournament, Leo. We'd like to thank the Mills. They're running off the first few rounds in the Mills and in the quarter-final, semi-final and finals on in Broadford. And Tony, it's an 11-a-side tournament, which it's, it's, a novel, it's a novel idea, you know, it's a change from the norm. But, you know, at this time of the year with clubs going in, you know, with me, 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 championship matches looming, also lads doing leave inserts and exams and that, you know, it gives a chance for competitive games with a, rel- with a more looser environment. Exactly, Leo. We're hoping it'll be a good weekend, very, you know, a bit of a fun weekend as well, but like anything in going out Holland, that's you're going to have competitive as well. It's going to be competitive. And uh, like you said, Leo, a lot of clubs will try out for it. It's a good... You can't beat match time, Leo. Do you know what I mean? You can't... 11 side is a grand tournament. It is a lovely tournament. You'll have running and you'll have a ball work, Leo, on that and hopefully um, no one will get injured out of it or anything. Everyone will come out okay out of it. Yeah, and indeed, as you said, and you know, once again, condolences to all the O'Brien uh, families on, on the death of Niall and Jamie, two great clubmen. But as you said, Tony, the GA community, there'll always be rivals, you know, on the field. But you know, you know more than most, you know, that the whole GA community ready and ready together in in, in those circumstances, in the darkest of days. I couldn't thank um, the Clare clubs enough, Leo. And I, I'll just pick one example. Every club was unbelievable. I got a call when I to go down to Whitegate. Um, this, they had a presentation there was a GoFundMe page for Nile um, to repatriate him back from Greece and towards the Kevin Bell Trust and that and they had made a collection between the players and all that the management and all that and the people and like it meant so much to Mike and Anne do you know it's like that's, I'm just picking why you get scalloped loads of clubs they all did they were unbelievable now and right. just so as I you mentioned uh, first of all Brilliant clubs and great to see the camaraderie and the support. But also that Kevin Bell Trust is a majorly, a majorly important organisation, isn't it? From you need it. My God, Pat, I'm telling you, you don't realise. Like none of us, like we all read in the paper, you see accidents happening out of the country yeah. and that, and you go, Joe, you feel sorry for me. It isn't until it lends your own um, doorstep. Like they have the system, they take over everything, and I'm telling you, it's a massive help, Pat. It's, it's unbelievable, actually. Well worth supporting. Oh, yeah. well worth supporting. Yeah, you know, and like clubs that we've had it rough and hard with, like you know, they are the. It's always the ones you have it hard with and feel, Leo. Do you know what I mean? Why get it suffered their own tragedy or two months ago? It's just terrible, Leo. And please God, they'll try and come out of it as well. That's all you can do. Do you know what I mean? Try and go forward. And that's what we're trying to, this weekend, this weekend is coming up to make it maybe a bit of jolly. Um, you have to go forward, Leo. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, and as you said, that's an important point, Tony. You have you have to move forward, and you know, in and in fairness, Bradford are more resilient. They've had more than their fair share of, of tragedy down there, and a very resilient parish, you know, and it's proved by this uh, having this tournament and a lovely gesture, you know. There's one, there's one test. There was always a problem making the scores down in Bradford, and I see that you, you've gone a long, you're going a long way to, to solving the problem. You know, it's a lovely gesture from the O'Brien family, also, you know, to. Well, present the scoreboard back to the club, Tony. Leo, I, I'll tell you, I'll just mention the night of Niles' funeral. Like, I didn't <coughs> even notice the marquee I coming up the street when the funeral came in, but, like, they fed nearly a couple of hundred people, 300 people on the same night. Meals, everything organised. It, it was just unbelievable. It was like, like catering for, a, I don't know what event you'd call it, a music event or whatever, but it was a funeral. But it was just unbelievable. Like you, you just have to give something back to the people, and they're, they're excellent. None of them look for any tanks or nothing. Just unbelievable. Yeah, and as you said, you know, thanks to all the clubs as well, and especially the mills. You know, they're, they're always good to, to chip in and, and, and help yeah. out. And you know, there's the um, Mike's wife, and is, yeah. is a mills woman as well. So you know, that's right. Uh, yeah. it, it's uh, fair play to, to all, and we wish you all the very best of luck with the tournament. And thank you. You know, much. hopefully to be as you said, 
put a smile back in the face to people in, in, in Bradford on that weekend, you know, and if any club deserves it, you deserve it. And as a family, you deserve it as well. Tony, Thanks. before we let you go, Claire, going very well, Tony. Oh, Leo, um, I just can't believe it. It's The improvement is unbelievable. It's just Claire holding. Claire going to be... I wouldn't... I'd love to win the once the final, but I'd, even if we get... I know it's like it's like you're here on the road, be a good performance. Mm. If we're not too far off Limerick... I'd like to see us go for goals against them, though. I'd like to see us. I'd like to exploit Casey fullback. That'd be my own opinion. Now I'd leave him one on one. I thought he got away with Ninnis. They crowded around Peter Duggan. I thought he got away with one or two. I even thought the last one was Alan Shanahar. He was shoved out in his face another day, man. And I'm not looking for small things. Um, I really like Claire last Sunday. I thought O'Donnell, obviously, Dave McInerney's just back holding himself. Back to himself. He's unbelievable. Great to see it. Great to see it. A man who I'd have great time for as our fullback, and I know a lot of people will be down in him, but like fullback's a hard place to play in the current game. I know our two corners are unbelievable, but I often thought our fullback clearly coming in for a lot of um, stick criticism. But it's a hard game. It's a like he'd be, if he's inside Nan Glen, the most the final. That's no easy place. You need power, like, and he's met him already. He'll. Does history, does history, does history, Leo? It's brilliant, Leo. And and look at what I love about Clare. Whether we win or lose, it's lovely. Their style of Holland is lovely to watch. Some of the Holland matches, Holland's a great game. But if we over elaborate on it and keep pucking the ball over and back between the two cornerbacks and then puck it out to the wing, eventually people won't like Holland. But Brian Lohan and his management team, I just think it's it's refreshing to watch Leo and Peter Duggan back. Shane O'Donnell bring him out. He's just a new lease of life for him. Like Shane O'Donnell spent a good few years inside Mark and two men. Like it must have been. That's right. Running the corner flag, the corner flag, right. Down that's it. That's so it. Doing, yeah. We weren't getting the best out of him at all. Do you know what I mean? Far from it, yeah. And I think if we can get Mark Rogers back for the quarter final, that's if we or the semi final, whichever. I think we need to get a goal to it. Yeah. We need to get. We're going to have to try and exploit Limerick. And I think Rogers just coming back at the right time be a massive try. Yeah, and Tony, just, you mentioned you know you like to style clear or play now, and you know holding changes and. You know, Hurling was always a, a very good fast, fast game, stylish game. Lots of, lots of, you know, stick passes. It had gone away from that. It seems to be turning the tide again. That we're kind of going back to, you know, Limerick play a, a lot of a direct game as well. You know, mixing with the head pass. The game is changing again for the better, Tony. We doubt it, doubt Leo. Um, and where I give Clare great hope, Leo. I know Tip got a big lead in Limerick there um, a year or two ago, and they came back to Limerick. I don't think Limerick do that to Clare. We've an awful lot of physically strong men, and you, if you're taking on Limerick, you have to have. 10 or 11 nearly as big as strong yeah. know, haven't you and Lohan has been in those nice and quietly yeah. over two weeks yeah. big men the right place he's a man, has, man. He's a man that has grown into the job too Tony unbelievable I mean, David Fitzgerald is one case in point what Lohan has made him become oh. as a player is unreal Perhaps I'd be a fair critic do you know I would like and I've yeah. watched these lads and I've nearly given up on some of them <clears> the way they're holding this year is yeah. just it's a joy to watch making only back to his best oh, again, only and the move of Conlon brilliant if you have a good centre back in any team He's like he's a man. And he's going up. He's not going to put the hole. He's going yeah. up to catch. If he doesn't catch, he's going out in front of it. Yeah. I, I don't know if the key and Lynch will be back or not, Leo. But I wouldn't mind seeing the contest for himself and Conlon. Yeah, look, Rumor has it that he could be back, all right. Okay, and it'll yeah. be a different contest for Lynch. It won't be like it isn't like Mark and Mark Coleman. Curtis on Tiddly Winks. Excuse me. Conlon will try. <laughs> You know, typical Kilinina, like try and go through you rather than go around you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I tell oh, you what, sorry, I, Pat. I, I, I thought it was a, a reconciliation of <laughs> but I see I see it's back to basics. <laughs> but the, the Tony, the grow up in Black Rock or some other rock is always grow up in Broadford, which Tony, finally, can Clare bring either the Munster and Anima McCarthy back to the county? Doubt it out, Leo. Oh, without a doubt. This Clare team is good enough. 
Like we we've definitely underperformed since 2013. 2013 things only fell our way, but we definitely, if we're able to grab it, Limerick are very good now. Don't get me wrong, Limerick are a good team, but they're definitely coming back to the pack. A little bit, yeah. Do you know, mm. like Leo, our performance against Tip and Cork, we don't get them carried away. We put them away. Easy enough. Do you know what I mean? I know Limerick are different, and the match above Ninus was as enjoyable a game. I was ever at my real game of championship. It was, yeah, it was, it was. There was not everyone gave it both Brilliant. sides, and no one deserved to win it or lose it. Now, Limerick are buying into that they were missing Galan and Kian Lynch. They're two brilliant tournaments, don't get me wrong. And was Flanagan missing that day as well? No, Flanagan, no, Flanagan was playing. Sorry, he was saying, yeah. who else would have played missing? Should, missing? should I talk about Peter Casey? You see, so oh, Peter Casey, yes, yeah. that's right. <clears> sorry, but um, I would give Claire a right chance. I don't Limerick have to be favourites, Leo, but Claire are on a roll. No question. Momentum is there. Momentum is there. And I think if there's good weather, I think this summer I'll make so clear. Yeah, there's one other thing I'd mention, and is that Shane Hassett from Drummond Inch. The, the strength, the conditioning of those lads has completely improved in the last year, year and a half. That is unbelievable. Way stronger looking men. Andy yeah. Everquilligan's playing very well in goals. He's, He's brilliant. A great shot Absolutely stopper. brilliant, in fairness. Yeah. We have very little weaknesses at the moment now. Maybe mm. Limerick will. And sure, Rory Hayes. Oh my God. The quarterback of the year Outstanding so far. Outstanding yeah. pass. Look, so if Limerick do beat in the Munster final. So be it. We're still there. We'll learn from it. We're well, still no, there. There's no doubt about it. Oh. Tony O'Brien, it's good to have you back on, 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 on the airwaves and we wish you the family and the club all the very best of luck in Thank the you. tournament. Thank uh, you very much. Next weekend. Go well. Bye, lads. Bye-bye. You're listening to Sportsline on Scarpic Community Radio, 88.3 and 92.7 in East Clare, around the world on scarifbayradio.com and on the TuneIn radio app, Sportsline is sponsored by Derg Credit Union. And once again, thanks to Tony O'Brien for talking to us and we wish the Profit Club and the O'Brien family the very best in that upcoming tournament. And now we turn to, we're joined on the line here by well-known uh, local journalist, a man with well over 50 years experience in uh, sport and especially GA, a man who's always very good to us here on Scarapay Community Radio, uh, Seamus Hayes. Seamus, you're welcome once again. Thank you, Leo. Thank you. Seamus, uh, if ever sport is, is nearly like 95 all over again, sport is at a very high uh, in the conversations of all people in Clare at the moment for all the right reasons. Yeah, it is, it is superb. And I suppose not many of us would have predicted this uh, a couple of months ago. You know, we were maybe hoping against hope that we would get uh, a winner two in the in the round robin senior Holland Championship. You know, the speculation was sure the majority of, uh, of followers were predicting that we'd be in the bottom two with Tipperary and Munster. Here we are unbeaten, heading into a Munster final, a fantastic buzz around the county. Uh, minor hurlers produced a magnificent Munster championship, most unlucky to lose out on a, in a penalty shootout. Under 20s, awful unlucky to lose both our games by one and two points. You know, a great, great buzz. Camogie, uh, Clara, you know, flying, you know, fantastic. Uh, performance in the Munster final they went to extra extra time against a very fancy court team <coughs> footballers I know it's disappointing to lose to Limerick but here we are now in a qualifier uh, in a week's time and the clear ladies footballers <laughs> starting out in their championship campaign this weekend so there's no shortage of, uh, uh, you know, of, of interest and of games for clear followers and hopes are high that, uh, that a lot of those teams will be winning over the next week or two and of course, also you've had the performance of the Clare under twenties in the footballers who, you know, put up a fairly a very spirited performance against Kerry uh, back in Milltown in that in that Munster semi final. And you know, I suppose the goal was the turning point that night. But you know, they performed with great credit. 
Yeah, they certainly performed with great credit. And I suppose the real good thing about that is, you know, that they're providing players for the senior team down the line. You know, that's the the the, the next team to the seniors, and a few of those players have already been promoted to, by Colin Collins to the senior team. Uh, you know, Brindy Ruin, uh, Brian McNamara from Cora Clare. There's a few players like that who are. Uh, now battling for places uh, in the senior setup, and will play some part next week in the match against Mead if they don't start that <coughs> they come on a couple of those fellas. So um, it's all very positive, and you know, which is great. It's a great way to have it. And Seamus, look, we'll stick with, with the football for the moment. And as you said, we cleared through. They're all rivals Mead in in the qualifiers, and I suppose the, the main thing about the, the qualifying draw was at least a home draw, which w- w- was very important, and they got that. Yeah, I had been talking to Colin Collins last week and uh, his one hope was that, he, that, that they'll come out ahead first and get a home draw because I suppose that's what all the teams wanted. I know we could have got, we could have been going up to Tyrone or going up to Armagh, uh, but to get a home draw. And you're up against a team that they no will. They've played them uh, in the league for the last couple of seasons and, uh, you know, have run them close on each occasion. Now, that I know they've found it difficult <coughs> to get over me. Uh, but they have been very, very close, and um, there's no reason why Clare can't win this game. You know, there's nothing between them, uh, and uh, with home advantage and hopefully a big home crowd, uh, I think there should be great happiness in Cusick Park on Saturday week. Yeah, and indeed the, the minor hurlers are on as well. So look, we hopefully we get a good crowd in to see see the footballers. And speaking of the the, uh, the Clare footballers losing out in in the championship to Limerick, and Limerick go ahead uh, in the Munster final this weekend in, against Kerry, Seamus, and I suppose Alden in intents and purposes. The, you'd expect Kerry to win this quite comfortably. Well, you would. Like, it's a huge task. I know Clare uh, Limerick have made great strides in the last two years. Clare have been knocking on the door for the last couple of years, but uh, there's renewed drive in Kerry this year since Jack O'Connell returned. Uh, there's a new squad there, I suppose. For Kerry people and in, in people involved in football in Kerry, been out of the limelight for uh, more than a couple of years. Uh, you know, it, it's massive for them and it's like an eternity uh, down Kerry way. And, uh, you know the fact that they haven't won the All Ireland for a while, uh, you know, rankles with Kerry people. So from that point of view, they have been putting down every kind of a marker since early in the year that they're not going to uh, that it's going to take a big effort to stop them this year. Uh, you know they've gone all out in every game, irrespective of who the opposition is. They don't hold back. They've gone all out uh, to win by big margins, and uh, they'll be the hottest of favourites uh, in Killarney on Saturday against Limerick. Now. That said, Limerick have made a lot of uh, a lot of progress. Uh, we're still coming up against a team with the class of Kerry, and there will be players uh, that will start on any team in Ireland who won't get a start in place with Kerry on Saturday. Mm. There's so much talent <coughs> at the moment. And Seamus, in your opinion, sorry, sorry for cutting in there, Tatcho. Okay. Uh, in your opinion, which is better for Clare's development or progress this year if they had got through that Limerick game, which they probably should have, and playing playing Kerry next weekend, or the way they're going against Meath in the qualifiers, you know, from from your point of view, would a bad beating against Kerry, which might come, be more harmful than probably what has happened, or would you prefer them in the Munster final and getting that experience from your own point of view? Well, I, I, I find it would be nice to have got to a Munster final uh, and you know maintain maybe what we'd call uh, maybe uh, a bit of dominance over the likes of <coughs> Limerick and Tipperary that we have had the Indian sign over maybe for the most part. Uh, I think we're better off as a county. To be going the route that, that we're going at the moment, you know, there's there's nothing to say that uh, Clare won't win against me on Saturday week. I think they I think they have a great chance. I think it'll be a very close game, you know. And you could they could finish up uh, drawing Limerick if assuming Limerick uh, are beaten in the Munster final. It's an open draw uh, again, and they could meet there. And uh, 
you know, the, they could meet Kildare and they have a good record against Kildare. Or Ross Roscommon or Galway, not? Yeah, assuming Kildare lose to Dublin. Or Roscommon or Galway won't have played regularly. You know, they, they would, they, there's every chance that if they get a break against me, uh, that they <coughs> will get another round or two, which would be fantastic, and there'd be huge buzz around the county then again. Uh, sorry, Leo, and and is, from your knowledge, um, is, are, are most of the players available through it who are injured or maybe niggly injuries? Are most people uh, ready as, to go? As far as I know, more there's still a doubt about Keelan Sexton and a doubt about Podge Collins. Uh, Podge, I know, was in century in the past week, uh, you know, for for scans and things and, and the troublesome hamstring injury. Keelan Sexton. Uh, He's hopeful of playing some part in that game, but other than that, uh, Killian Britton has recovered. Uh, you know, anyone um, else that were carrying Knox uh, are back to full fitness, and I think they have a full squad from which to, to select. Yeah, any 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 time clear of a full squad, they're, they're very very hard to beat. Seamus, you've already gone for Kerry in the Munster final. We'll we'll go up. Uh, to, we'll go to Connacht and. Galway and Roscommon and you know it's a rerun of the Division 2 league final where Roscommon came with a late surge uh, to knock out Galway Galway knocked out Mayo are Galway in a better position going in into this Connacht final than they did going into that league final uh, Division 2 against Roscommon the first day I think I, I think it'll be a very difficult test for, for Galway uh, Roscommon seem to have an Indian sign over them the Indian sign over them in recent years in my opinion Roscommon are a big strong physical team but very mobile uh, and on their day, they, they, they could prove a match for anybody. Now, that said, Galway have a couple of class forwards, Shane Welch, Damien Comer, these guys, are, you know, there can be a match for the best in the country on their day. But Galway have a bit, been a bit inconsistent now. They really produced the goods against Mayo, uh, in overcoming Mayo uh, in, in, in that game. But I'd wonder, you know, was it the be all Lindahl for Mayo or were they that worried about the Connacht Championship? Mayo wants want an All Ireland title. You know, they have a number of Connacht Championships in recent years and another one wasn't going to make much of a difference. So I think Mayo are happy enough. Uh, they got a good break and they were able to work on a few things and get fellas back from injury. So from that point of view, I don't know if Galway's win was as uh, we'll say, as praiseworthy as, as some people might say. Uh, I think this could be a great game Saturday. I think there won't be much in it. Um, Galway needs to win this one. Though. They have been knocking on the door and probably Joyce has put in a big effort as manager over the last couple of years. Uh, and I suppose you have the Anthony Cunningham uh, involvement in as manager of Roscommon, a, a Galway man as well. Um, it's going to be tight. Um, hesitantly, I'd nearly go for Galway uh, to, to win it narrowly. Yeah, and narrowly. And then, I suppose, Seamus, then we'll, we'll go up north and, and the Ulster final, uh, Derry and Donegal. And I don't know uh, from the day of the league game, you remember it well the day in Cusick Park when, when Derry came down and, and, and beat Clare with a, you know, putting a superb first half performance. Do you know, they were unlucky. They were unlucky with that free that should have been probably given above in Hyde Park against Ross Common. And today would have been in the Division 2 uh, final. But That's in fairness, they've been consistent and, and Geller has some, done some job up there, uh, Seamus. He has done magnificent work with Derry and they have improved with every game and you know, none more so than the last day out, you know, they were hugely hugely impressive and they, they have a lot of big powerful players who are very mobile. Uh, you know, and they have a great hunger, you know, they they haven't won anything for a while. Uh Gall I'm not saying that Johnny Gall don't have the hunger, but Johnny Gall have been around for a while and uh, a lot of their players have a lot of mileage on the clock like Michael Murphy and Paddy McBearty and uh, you know, and and and, and uh, there's a few others there that have been there for a while. So whether that will make a difference or not, uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, Matt McHugh, the wing back, was a powerhouse for them. Uh, whether they can 
continue to deliver or not. They probably have the age and experience, uh, but there's something telling me that this Derry team are going to uh, take another scalp or two before the season is over. And of course, there's pressure on Bonner as well after, you know, he had to reapply for the job again there l- l- last winter. So there's pressure on him as well to deliver again as well. Definitely, and uh, the, like there's something like I don't know what northern teams, you know, if things don't go right for a year or two, the pressure comes on the management, and I suppose uh, they have to work hard maybe to get back in and and, and get things going. Um, they have they have a talent at Munster, Nigal, you know, and on their day, on their day, they they they, they will trouble anybody, and you know they close down oppositions more than than play open football themselves. Their strong point is the way they close down their opponents and from that point of view it will be interesting to see what their tactics will be on this occasion because Derry are lively and uh, you know, I expect, I really expect a great game in this one really yeah. expect a great game and finally Seamus in, in the Leinster final you know the all adversaries uh, Dublin and, and Kildare and I suppose you know Kildare overturned Dublin in that league game down in, in Newbridge that's uh, many many Sundays ago now but um would you expect Dublin to? They seem to be coming back into form at the right time. Would you expect uh, another Leinster Championship for Linster, for Dublin at this stage? I would. I think you put your finger there. They are coming back into form at the right time. They've brought a few players back. The hunger seems to be there now again. You know, Brian Finton is back to his very best. Uh, Conor Callaghan in there. James McCarthy's captain played very little uh, time in the league. Uh, you know, they they have classics all around uh, and. You know, it says we were all guilty of maybe writing them off in the early part of the league, but I suppose they have been around so long and a lot of their key players didn't play in the early part of the league uh, and only started coming back towards the end of the campaign. Uh, now, I'd say 95% of the holding, or football followers in this country uh, would probably be uh, shouting for Kildare just for a change, not that they anything against Dublin, but just to try and change it up. But um, I think it's going to be very hard to... To, to deny Dublin another another title and I think they'll, they'll be in the All-Ireland semi-final come Sunday evening Look we've a, a welter of, of, of football to look forward to this weekend there's no doubt about Seamus last weekend and you know the, for the last few weekends we've we've had great excitement with the hurlers <coughs> and looking forward to a Munster final against Limerick uh, ne- next week uh, to do the do you think Clare can pull off a, a Munster championship or do you think there's maybe more to go later on in the year I, I I think that they can. I think that they can they, that they can win it. Now it won't be easy. It certainly won't be easy. But you know, I suppose we were all guilty early in the season of saying that uh, Clare wouldn't get this far, and we were kind of saying that the best that they might get would be to get third spot in Munster. But like they have been fantastic. The the way they have improved in every game and dominated uh, throughout the pitch. And I think what last Sunday really highlighted was. Uh, that they have a squad that they have a strong squad you know there was a lot of mixed opinions last weekend as to whether or not they should have um, played a full team as we call it and not rested the likes of Tony Kelly and John Conlon and a few others but I think that uh, the Brian Rohan's uh, faith in his panel was fully justified he had repeatedly said after games there during the league that we believe we have a talented squad uh, and that was had been his statement and I think he showed that uh, then that he was right in his belief. Uh, there is a strong squad there. Uh, there's a squad of 40, 41, as he put it now, uh, last weekend, uh, talking after the water game, because Patrick Connor is back in full training, uh, you know, after a troublesome year with a lot of injuries. But a, a very, very experienced player who has been through the mill. Uh, and he's back, so there's huge options there. Now, that said, this is the, t- this is the real test. 
this is the real test where you'll be playing probably a near full strength, if not full strength Limerick. I suppose the only doubt at the moment seems to be Keane Lynch for Limerick. You know, uh, and Galen, we're told, will be back and no, no, fully fully fit. Uh, Peter Casey, uh, the word is that he'll play some part. Uh, so uh, they'll be very strong. And because of the fact that they've been on the go for the last four or five years, I think Limerick will really want to uh, go the direct route. Now, obviously, every team will want to win a Munster title when they're in the final and uh, they'll be no different. But uh, whoever wins this will have a game less on the road to the All-Ireland uh, series than be straight into the semi-final. And I think that Limerick will see that as a big plus given that the the, the, the amount of heavy <coughs> mileage and the, and the legs at this stage. So, I think you know, I think it's going to make for a fantastic day. Obviously, every clear Limerick game, as you know, uh, is a huge, huge uh, occasion. Uh, great atmosphere, great banter, great crowd. Limerick are following in big numbers, uh, so I think it'll be a huge crowd. Uh, maybe the the price of tickets might you know work against uh, <coughs> maybe a fellow crowd because you know the way costs are gone at the moment between costs of fuel and costs of food and now tickets to, uh, to her seat seat and tickets for this final 40 euro it's fairly steep for a lot of people yeah it might turn some people off going but i'd say by hook or by crook uh supporters will want to be inside the uh, inside the four walls and simple stadiums on the week and speaking of supporters seamus uh it's, it's noticeable that this current clear team as they're playing seem to have kind of connected great with the fans i mean the noise levels in, in the park for the last couple of games, you know, the young lads gathering there at the, at the Abbey End and, 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 and down in Torlis as, in as well. Um, you know, is it the style of play? I, I know winning games makes you <laughs> more popular, but do you think the style of play and, and, and the way the players are, are kind of are, are representing the jersey uh, has something to do with that? They're certainly connecting with the fans yet again. Oh, there's no doubt they're connecting with the fans. And I suppose like there are players involved now maybe now from clubs that might have had players involved when teams were going well in the past. <coughs> you know, there's a great spread of players throughout the, the county. You know, it's not that long ago when, since people were saying that uh, Hurling was struggling in East Clare and that the, a lot of East Clare clubs were maybe dying for lack of numbers or whatever. Uh, you know, but there's, there's great representation, you know, right across the county now uh, from various clubs. And I suppose the influx of a lot of new players over the last two or three years uh, into the senior squad uh, you know, has, has brightened up things, if you like, or has attracted maybe more more followers. Uh, you know, the, but when there's a buzz in, in the county, when you're in line to win championships, and, and at the end of the day, Clare haven't that many Munster championships or Ireland championships. So when the team is uh, on the go like this, and, and and you know, and threatening to bring home another title, uh, there's, there's going to be huge following, and they have really rode in. The followers have really rode in behind the squad. Uh, they're playing a lovely, attractive brand of footballing. A good mix, short, long. Uh, they're in great shape, great physical shape. And I think that's what has surprised a lot of people, that the style of hulling that they're playing uh, and the consistency of their performances, uh, you know, irrespective of who they're playing, they have matched everybody that they have met so far. I suppose it's rare enough that Clare teams in the one season will beat Cork, Limerick, Tip, in the, in the one championship now I know that and Waterford Limerick, drawn, and, and Waterford uh, you know they've only drawn with yeah. Limerick say, so far but they're in line uh, maybe to beat Limerick now and to have a clean sweep of uh, beaten teams in Munster who have dominated that'd the be, scene over the years that would be years, something yeah uh, you know it's a huge huge incentive 
And, and Seamus, I suppose, as you speak at other teams there, and we're looking outside of the Munster Championship, and we thought the boys the very best to look, and we'll preview it more uh, that in our programme next week. But uh, the Cork boys, the Rebels are back. You know, you know I suppose they, they defeated Warford and, and Tipperary, and, and I suppose, you know, typical uh, Cork, they're getting maybe losing the run to themselves down there again. But I suppose at the end of the day, you know, Tipperary and Warford weren't in, in great shape, which has transpired. But, you know, the Rebels are back, and they could take a scalp before this championship is over all the time, Seamus. Well, I think that's worrying. From a, as a hurling follower, to me, that's worrying. Cork have they've juggled their team around a good bit. They've corrected a lot of the problems that they had earlier on. Uh, you know, they were in the All Ireland final last year. We have to remember that. So and the league they final. A lot of exper- they have a lot of experience and a lot of uh, they've learned a lot over the last two or three years. Uh, so you know, I certainly think and I agree with you that they will take a, a scalp or two before this season is over. And uh, I said, you've ruled them out at your peril at this stage. I think, you know, they're, they're, they're going to have a say in who wins it and who who wins out <coughs> the championship. So, uh, and, you know, and I said, no more so than Wexford either, you know. Yeah, I was going to um, ask you about Linster, yeah. No more so than, 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 than Wexford. OK, the disappointment is hugely being caught, if you like, by, by Westmeath. But, like, they answered, they answered the big time last week and bounced back. And any day you beat Kilkenny, uh, irrespective of whether it's... Uh, is a, is a, the Kilkenny team of a couple of years ago or the current Kilkenny team Kilkenny are never easily beaten but Wexford bounced back last week they stood up to the plate when they, when they had to uh, and you know after the start they got they were in trouble we all thought and we all thought that they might get a hammer but they fought back so they can't be ruled out either I think we're in for a great finish to the championship and we're in for a couple of great games from quarterfinals right through and and Seamus, we're going to nail, put you put you to nail you to the spot at this moment in time and looking ahead and uh, maybe to, to to the middle of July and an All Ireland final. Who do you see at this stage uh, as being? You know, I suppose you're looking at Clare and Limerick as well. But if you were to put your money on anyone at this time, Seamus, who would you say could be raising Lee McCarthy? Well, I think Galway will have a say. Like I I never rule out Kilkenny. Never rule out Kilkenny. And uh, they're not the Kilkenny that we know of a few years ago, I suppose. There's, you know, there's a few of the older fellas are, uh, aren't as, uh, as, maybe as dominant as they were, but they're still good. Like the, the, the TJ Reeds and these guys are still good. Uh, but Galway, uh, Galway have talent. Now, the big problem for Galway, you know, over the last three or four years, they have maybe flopped when, you, when most was expected of them. But they have very, very talented squad of players. Uh, and if they can maintain the form that they've been shown in the last couple of games, uh, they're going to have a big say in, in, in where the Lee McCarthy Cup will be come the end of July. Seamus, as always, it is very good to talk to you. You know, your your views are, are well enamoured and, and, and well respected and always on the money. And look at at this moment in time as we said we look forward with relish to the upcoming games we hope everyone enjoys the, the weekend's football and Seamus here's once again thanks for taking the time to talk to us here on Scarab Community Radio No no problem Leo thanks very much and once again thanks to Seamus Hayes for taking the time to talk to us and now we move to the sport of rugby and what an, it's a real weekend for sport and this weekend you have the climax of the European Rugby Championships you have the Challenge Cup between Lyon and Toulon but you also have the Cup Final Champions, Champions League Cup between Ronan O'Gara's La Rochelle and Linster. Linster, the overwhelming maybe favourites, but remember, La Rochelle overturned these in the semi final lecture. Pet, in as many short words as you can, preview this game and see where's the cup going to end up. Leinster will win. 
and your your your, <laughs> your, your, your reasoning. Okay, I suppose if you look at the way they put away Toulouse, I think, or, yeah, Toulouse, I think they did a lot of bother, and that's not an easy thing to do. Secondly, the squad they have, there's no question at all, it's the best squad of any club in Europe in terms of of you know squad, you know players to come on, etc., etc., etc. The management structure seems to be good. The players are sort of sure most of them have international experience and, and strong international experience. I don't know how many of them starting in this game probably played on Ireland teams to beat New Zealand, you know, but a fair few did. Uh, Sexton has an absolutely unbelievable new lease of life at, at, at 10. He's he's just, look, at, I, I was I was given, I'd be whinging about him being kept on and why not, why not let, you know, get a new guy or one of the newer backroom backroom background lads going for the Irish team in the future in the World Cup. But Sexton was absolutely fantastic the last day. So anyway, it's a great it's a great challenge in terms of having having uh <coughs> Ron Nogara on the sideline <coughs> as a Rochelle coach and of course uh, Sexton his his whole rival for the for the Irish number ten on the field of play and I know that uh, O'Gara likes to pick a bit on the sideline and have a, have, a, have a word with the other coaches. So that'll be a, a lovely, a lovely uh, sideline distraction as well. But uh, La Rochelle, a huge pack, I believe. Very, very, very physical. We'd like the, probably the game to be tight, but uh, I think Leinster have the players to move it around. And I think Leinster's strength is direct line. You know, they have, they, have, they, have, they have line breakers everywhere and finishers. So I think Leinster will win it. And I think it's great for Irish rugby again that another Irish team can win it. I suppose we prefer if it was Munster. And Munster were heroic against Toulouse in the, the last day in the in the uh, in the quarterfinal. Uh, quarterfinal. But um, I think Leinster have will have too much, and uh, it'll be good to see an Irish win if that can be. No, if the weather happened to be uh, inclement and was t- and a wet, slippery old ball and it was up, up up the jumper, you know, I'd say Russia would have a chance. All right, but uh, I, I can't see anything other than Leinster win. And of course, also Pat, you know, uh, this weekend you've you've European <coughs> Champions Cup um, soccer. Uh, you do uh, soccer and you know Real Madrid and Liverpool Liverpool you know and as you well know Pat uh, lost the uh, the Premiership last weekend are Liverpool going to end up with three trophies this season Pat are they still going to end up with just two well it's we'd be hoping there's three some of us anyway and I'm sure many the Irish fans would and their, their own fans obviously but uh, um, it's a tough one I think Real have a tremendous history in the champions in the European Cup champions and Benzema and uh, you know I, I think it is a tough one for Liverpool I think there'll be a certain amount of uh, being deflated having lost the league the Premier League last Sunday in such tight circumstances almost having it grasped from there you know in the last few minutes by was a Gundogan came on and, and, Gundogan, and got the yeah. goal for, for City uh, so they were almost there I think they didn't play that well against Wolves but I suppose a lot of things in the back of the minds I suppose it's tough when so many big games come together I mean I think they've only lost three games in the whole season in, in all competition but at some stage you know when it comes to finals against Real Madrid I think it's a very very tough one I think Thiago was going to be missing and he's a massive to my mind he's the best midfielder around he's a fabulous midfielder when, when he plays well they play well uh, having said that you know I wouldn't doubt Klopp I mean Klopp's management style and I think Klopp is popular but people from all clubs even the United fans I think like Klopp <coughs> but he I has think, just I, a personality I, I, I think you will make it but he takes with him I, I think you'll kind of have a half sneak and like him from yourself Leo but I think Klopp himself will will have them up for it and look at I think I think they might just about do it I certainly hope they do but uh, it'll be a seriously tough game Pat as always 
Thanks very, very much. And that concludes our Sports Science Hour here today on Scarab Bay Community Radio in association with Dell Credit Union on 88.3 and 92.7 FM. My thanks to all the guests, especially thanks first of all to co-presenter Pat McNamara, our guest, Breed McNamara, Tony O'Brien and Seamus Hayes. Thanks to the men in the control tower is our nuts today. Our nuts and bolts are broken up. We've already had the nuts. It's, it's, it's our nuts men, uh, Jim Collins. And we thank you very much uh, for listening, tuning in here to listen to us here on Scarif Bakings Radio. We hope you enjoyed the show and hope that you might join us later on from Parky Rain this evening at five o'clock for that eagerly awaited round two senior Camogie Championship game between Clare and Cork. And all that remains is for at the moment uh, for me, Leo Dial, until we meet again later on, it's Bannock Day, August Lawn.